to share this passage of Scripture because this passage of Scripture talks about all of these words that you see on here. They may not specifically be there, but it's talked about in this portion of Scripture, and it is where the church first began. And one thing you need to understand about North Lake Church and about uh, uh, how the Lord is leading me as the under-shepherd of His here and the leadership here, and that is we want to be a church that does the will of God. We don't want to be a church that's concentrated on a lot of fluff. We want to concentrate on what God wants us to do. And so we're going to talk about that, and I want to read this passage of Scripture to you. And really, we're going to focus, if you will, if you hold this up, we're going to focus on the how, how we do church. Part of what you're doing right now is how we do church at North Lake Church. And you're going to find how it fits into all of these things. At the end of the service, we are going to have a baptism. I want to encourage you. If you're here and you have not yet been baptized, but you do and have received Jesus Christ into your heart, we will get clothes for you and you can be baptized if you in fact have receive the Lord. So we're going to give you that opportunity too. But let's read this morning the Word of God found in Acts, and it's the how of North Lake Church. Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 42 and going through verse 47. And they continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. And day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were uh, thanking their, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. It is a passage of Scripture that is absolutely crucial in you understanding the why, the how, and the core values of North Lake Church. The reason is because all of these things that you see whether it is there in a bookmark form, and by the way, you're welcome to take these home. Please use them in your Bibles. Please put these up in your home, whether it be on the refrigerator or wherever, and know that this is who we are at North Lake Church. So uh, let's just talk as we go through the scripture here, 42 through 47, you're going to see all of these things that we're talking about. The first thing that I want to say is Scripture says that Jesus ought to be the focus of the church. 
unfortunately, sometimes uh, there can be uh, uh, times or places at certain bodies, a local, where Jesus gets lost in the shuffle. I'm confident to say the leadership and I as your under-shepherd do not want that to happen. Jesus Christ is going to remain our focus here at North Lake Church. And the Word of God says this about keeping Jesus the focus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. Now, Jesus was talking, yes, about the whole culmination of his sacrifice and his cross and his resurrection and what it meant for the church. The fact that he was going to redeem people from their sin. He was going to take their sin away. But it is not just that one time that Jesus be lifted up. I believe as we exalt the name of Jesus... God moves and does things. Now, I know that there is this politically correct thing that says we should not talk about the blood, not talk about Jesus. Let's just get people in the church and hope that by osmosis they somehow find out. That is not going to be what happens at North Lake Church. We are going to be the church and we're going to do it in love and because we do that, people will see that it is authentic, it is of God, and His Spirit is moving. And that's the point. So if I be lifted up, then He says, By this all men will know that you are my disciples. Whose disciples? Jesus. The church is always supposed to have been about Jesus. How we have ever made it about anything else is beyond me. But we are going to purpose that we continue to make it all about Him. So that is your first thing that we're going to talk about, and that is the why. When you look at this and you see why, it means purpose. This is the purpose or the why North Lake Church exists. Because Jesus, the living water, changes everything. One life at a time, Jesus changes everything. And then there was one word I didn't mention, but I want to now. And that is, this can't be something that we just focus on once. We have to be convinced. That's why that word is in there. We're convinced. We're not just, well, maybe we hope it happens. If you aren't convinced that Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to you, then you need to be reconnected with him because I tell you, when you're connected with Jesus, you realize he's the best thing that ever happened to me. And he will continue being that. <laughs> so that is the first thing, the why, the convinced. Now let's move on. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about some of these things on here and why they're important at North Lake Church. You're sharing a meal together. Much like they were doing when they first came together as the church. What is it about a meal that makes it different? There is something about sharing a meal together that kind of 
lets everybody's defenses down. You start talking, you start sharing, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And at North Lake Church, we've decided that we want to be a church that emphasizes relationships. There is no greater place for deep relationship to happen than around a table where you're all relaxing and just begin eating and talking with one another. Because the scripture says we ought to love one another deeply, not just surface. So we're not wanting to be a church that is a mile wide and an inch deep. We want to be a church that's a mile or two miles wide and two miles deep. Amen? We want the depth as well as the Lord expanding and doing things in the lives of people. So let's continue as we talk about this passage of Scripture. We see that they were what? They were continually devoting themselves. That there was a seriousness. They were convinced They weren't just on a whim. They knew that Jesus Christ had changed their lives. That's why we say that that's going to be what drives us at North Lake Church. We are going to be driven by the fact that we're convinced that Jesus Christ has changed everything. The living water has changed it. And so we come to this next thing. Everyone was together. They were breaking bread. They were in prayer. They were seeing the Holy Spirit move. They held things in common. They were continuing in one mind, breaking bread again. And they were praising God. And believe it or not, people were being saved. In fact, the first, before I read this passage of Scripture in 42... 3,000 people were added to the church in one day. God is interested in your family, in your neighbors, in your co-workers, in everyone that he has connected you with because we are to be that connection for taking the why to people. So, grab your sheet. It says how. We talked about the why. The how is really the vision of the church. This is how we envision at North Lake Church that we are going to fulfill the purpose. And that is by connecting. By connecting with God, first of all, like we did this morning, then people, then our community. God has placed us in relationships with people that only you will be able to touch for his glory. There are some relationships that are in your life right now, whether they be family, whether they be at the workplace, whether they be in your neighborhood, that no one else in our body of believers will be able to touch except you. You are that connection. And that is how the The why of the church is fulfilled. It's in you connecting. It's in you being that connection for God. And so we see that happening here in the scripture in Acts. They were connecting. They were connecting with one another. 
They were connecting with their community and it changed the life of everyone around them. Everyone around them was changed because they were doing these things. That is what we want to do as well. We want to be a church that is connecting with God, connecting with people, and connecting with our community that God has placed us in. That's the reason for the Fab Four events. The only reason for the events is for us to fulfill the vision of North Lake Church by connecting with people. Connecting with people, God, and community is the way that the why takes place. We can be convinced, we can be excited that we have a purpose, but if we don't have a way of getting that purpose out, we still are ineffective. How are we going to get the why out? By connecting. Connecting with God, people, and our community. And that's what you see happening as we read verses 42 through 47. It was happening in their midst as the church began. Now, as we look at these things, we also see every one of these core values that we have listed here happening in the church. Every one. So what I'm wanting you to see is these are not things that we've just picked out of the thin air. These are not things that we sat down and we said, hey, what would really be cool that would make us a cutting-edge church in the 21st century? Now, I believe this is important because I believe those who are not following a biblical model may have a lot of people, but it doesn't mean they are doing the kingdom of God. Now, make no mistake, I believe God wants to grow our fellowship, (laughs) I believe God wants to see more people being saved and discipled for his glory. I believe God wants to see more people growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But I want you to understand that these things that we've written down here did not come about just by having pizza one night and thinking, oh, that was a great idea. They came about by prayer. They came about by searching the scripture. They came about by saying, God, what do you want your church to be about? What is it that you have asked the church to do? And one of those things that you will find is the, exam, the, the last words of Jesus in Matthew. And it's not listed here, but this Why and this how comes right out of the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone and then teaching them to obey all that I've commanded, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So what do we see is happening in verse 42 here? They were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now, will I tell you that the apostles were not just teaching things that they wanted. They were teaching directly the word of God. So when we look at this, we have to know that the word of God is a core value at North Lake Church, not because it sounds cool, 
but because it better be grounded in the Word of God. (laughs) And it's biblical. Now, the other thing I believe is, guys, what we can anticipate and be excited about, praise the Lord, (laughs) is that when we line up with the Word of God, we can expect that God is going to save God is going to move and people's lives are going to be changed for the glory and the kingdom of God. I am anticipating a harvest. I am anticipating that we are going to need to have greater discipleship and depth because of the people coming to Jesus. Because when we set something up where it's based on the will and the word of God, God moves. So the word of God. What's the other thing that we see happening in this passage of scripture? The other thing that we see happening very clearly is the Holy Spirit. That's your second thing that's listed as a core value. And by the way, these core values are listed in order for a reason. The word of God is what needs to drive us But if we are lack of the Holy Spirit, all we have is dry religion. We need the Spirit of God to speak to us, to move in us. And it happened here. And not just, please, the miracles, although that's great, the signs and wonders. The Holy Spirit speaks to us practically as well as supernaturally. Now, I want... To get ready to have Echo come, because Echo has a miracle that God has done for her, a supernatural healing that God has done in her life, and this is not just the first time God has blessed this girl with healing her, but I think it's exciting and worth sharing with the body of Christ. So a couple months ago... Uh, Can we have someone turn the mic on for, for her? I don't think it is. Hello. There you go. So a couple months ago, I went in to the doctor, and they found some cancer cells in my girl stuff. And um, I ended up having surgery, and they successfully removed it all. And I had my one-month checkup a couple weeks ago, and I am completely healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Completely healed. Hallelujah. God still heals. And so when we read about the fact that the Holy Spirit was moving and that he was doing all of these things, yeah, I don't need a mic, I'm double mic now. When we read about the Holy Spirit doing all these great things, it's wonderful, but now I want you to hear that the Holy Spirit also is as practical as practical can be, and sometimes it's not just this big, huge healing or miracle but it's nevertheless the Holy Spirit moving. Alex, will you come? <laughs> okay, you turn it on again. <laughs> Morning. It should be all right. It's not on. Yeah. Check, one, there two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, 
Something really amazing happened to me the other night, and I didn't understand it at all. And uh, my wife and I were sitting watching a movie, and my daughter comes in, Carissa, she's 18, comes in with her child, and, um, and uh, immediately I had this overwhelming desire to, it's a, just a, a, a swell of emotion in I didn't know what I was supposed to do, basically, but I was feeling it towards her. And uh, so because the movie was pretty touching, it was a good, good movie, and uh, pretty intense and in the heart, you know? So I thought, I'm just feeling all mushy. That's all it is. And so I just ignored it. Because I'm, I'm kind of an emotional kind of guy, you know? And tend to be touchy and feely and all that stuff, you know. So, so I just ignored it. And Carissa went on her way and went along with her business, put the baby to bed and all that. And my wife and I started watching the movie again. And about a half hour or so later, Carissa comes out because she's hungry and grabs a sandwich. And uh, so we pause the movie and because... My wife's helping her in the kitchen and stuff, and I, that she came out, and that feeling came back, and um, I got really nervous, and my heart was pumping hard and everything, and because I've had feelings like that before, and it means God wants me to do something. Usually, I know what it is He wants me to do, but I did not know what He wanted me to do, and it was going to be weird. That's all I know, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, so uh, I went into the kitchen. I, I said, is this you, Lord? Can you tell me what I'm supposed to do? And I went in the kitchen. I figured if I go in there, maybe he'll give me some more knowledge of what to do or whatever. So I just went in there, and I stood there looking kind of bizarre. And my wife comes up, and she... Uh, it studies my, my eyes, studies my face, and <clears throat> like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> and I told her I didn't know, but I had, had something to do with God, and she understood and carried on. And then, uh, so instead of just sitting there any longer looking like I was, I decided to to just confront Carissa or whatever so I said I said Carissa can you put your sandwich down for a minute and she gives me a confused look and uh okay you know puts it down and uh I said I I need you to come here I need to hug you (laughs) god it's talk about silly you know and not that I don't hug my kids or anything, but this was just unusual. So, what of the timing was unusual? She's trying to eat her sandwich, and all of a sudden, Dad out of the blue wants to hug her. Okay, so she said, okay, and comes over and gets ready to receive a hug. And I put my arms around her, and immediately, I just started crying intensely. And it was the kind of cry, the kind of, that comes from deep, deep inside. Have you ever, everybody's experienced this one time or another when you've lost somebody or whatever and, and it's just such an intense type of cry. And that's what happened. I just, 
I didn't say a word to her. I didn't say a word, didn't pray or nothing. I just cried hard. And it lasted for a couple minutes. And then it was over. Just sort of, sort of faded away a little bit. And it lingered. So when I released her, and I just kind of kept my hand on her for a minute and let the last few little sniffles go away. <laughs> Jeez. And, uh, and that was pretty much it. And I said, okay, I guess we're good. And then in the morning, after I got, I was helping set up in here, and Pastor and I were talking, and he said, you know, that brings this scripture to my mind. And he looked it up and bam, showed me in Romans uh, 6, I think. Eight. Oh, 8, chapter, or in verse eight. 26. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to read it. 26 and 27 of Romans chapter 8 says, And in the same way the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know how we should pray or what we should pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he searches the hearts and knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Yeah. And, and I, when, I, when I mentioned that to Alex, he says that confirms what I, the scripture that God gave me because I didn't know what had happened. And guys, we didn't see any great miracle, but what we saw was the Holy Spirit ministering through him. He's in a spot where he doesn't know what to pray for his daughter. His daughter is in a very difficult situation. But the Spirit of God knows, and the Spirit of God intercedes for her according to the will of God. That's awesome. And that's a step of him hearing the voice of the Lord, and that's awesome too. <laughs> May I please yeah. continue with something yeah. else? I won't carry on okay, too long. Go ahead, go ahead. This is really important. I've just been dying to share this with you guys. Um, so my life has recently changed. It's changed tremendously for the better. And uh, it's, uh, I've been a Christian for close to 30 years. But um, it's been quite a roller coaster and it's never had a real solid foundation. Um, I've never uh, been a real confident person in myself. And so I get close to God when I'm with other people who are close to God for a time. And I get off back by myself and, and I'm just insecure again about my relationship with God. And um, over the years, through a whole lot of stuff, God has taught me to put my trust in him and um, listen to him and what his word says and be convinced and confident and that what he says is the truth and what he says to my heart is the truth that men's opinion and pastor's teaching and stuff like that is important and good but what the Holy Spirit says to my heart so I developed some confidence finally but my, my relationship with him is still just really very weak. Okay. <clears throat> Recently, I've been going to these Bible studies, and um, 
uh, with Bob leads these Bible studies, and we have a real awesome men's group there. And anyways, we share all kinds of stuff with one another, and then sometimes the Holy Spirit just kind of pinpoints something. And um, he pinpointed something with me, and I'm just going to say it was very brief and simple. Bob basically said, the word of God coming through him said, um, Alex, you're holding back, and I want you to stop that. And if you don't walk with me now, you never will. Now, and that might be hard for anybody to really understand, but I knew exactly what he was saying. Because I'm telling you, there's stuff in me, deep desire and passion for God that wants to come out that I'm very afraid to let out because I'm afraid of freaking everybody else out. I'm serious, and I've always believed in my heart that God wants and deserves um, our praise. Amen. And intense praise with every, every little hair on our body needs to just go poo right towards God. That much energy, you know, when your hair stands up, it's, it's like an attention to the Lord. Amen. And that kind of... Without fear, you know, because we have all, every, we all have that in us. It's fear that holds us back from praising God the way he needs praised and the way he deserves to be praised. We aren't, we hold back. We all hold back. I know we do. And I was. And um, my gift is, to, is praising God and worshiping God and music and you know what? I knew that what he meant in there, because so many times I've been on this mountaintop and been so excited for God, and it showed. And at different churches I've been to, I let that thing out of the bag a few times, and it was wonderful. But then I put it back in because then I go somewhere else in my life that's not so good, and then I'm embarrassed, and I feel like a hypocrite. And I'm a very honest person, and I don't want to say things or act in a such a way that's not true to my character. And so I put it in put God back in a box, and I just sit there at church. For a year I've been coming here now about, and for most of it, I've hold back. And I look at Pastor, and I just wish so much that I could, and Bob and some others that I could just be like them, you know, and because it's in me, but I don't want to be embarrassed. What if I do all this, and then I go back to my old way of life again? Then I'm going to be a, a hypocrite, and I'm made a fool out of myself, and people are going to think I'm weird, and all that other stuff, you know, and uh, when, when I had that word, I said, screw it, man, I'm done. I'm for you, God. I don't care what anybody thinks. I know what you mean as far as us walking together. Because when you turn away from God, when you know the goodness of God, and then you turn away from God again and again and again after he's so wonderful to you, and you see all the good stuff in your life that he's done for you time after time, and then you go away from him again so that you can have it your way or whatever, it gets harder to come back. Each time gets much harder to come back. 
because your heart gets hard and there's a wall that comes up around you and it's difficult to break that thing down. And then you'll get inspired if you really, truly love God and the Holy Spirit's in you. He doesn't let go and he, and he inspires you. In some way, he just manages to, to get you to try again. And so I got inspired and, and I tried again. And, but I knew what he meant. And he's right. If I turn back this time, I probably would just be a cold. You know how he says, I'm going to spit that one out, the, the lukewarm. He wants hot or cold. I'm one way or the other. It's all or nothing for me. And that's the way it has to be, needs to be. Amen. And um, so for about a month, now this is the good part. For about a month, ever since that Bible study, I've been praising God. Thank you, Jesus. Every day. And not just because it feels good for that he... Something good happened. I praise him for the rain. I praise him for the sunshine. I praise him for the sore muscles in my body. I praise him for every single thing. Thank you, Jesus. Everything from uh, all the issues of childhood, all the struggles, all the trials, everything I ever went through, bad or good, I praise him for. And I, I, even if I don't feel like it, and sometimes I don't feel like it, but it's not long before God shows up and, and says, right on. Amen. And, and then you can't help it. Then you're <laughs> praising him, you know. Then you can't help it. And then you know what happens then? You know, he inhabits the praise of his people. Amen. And um, he shows up, and that's when you start actually hearing him. Instead of him just hearing you praise him or tell him what needs, he already knows all that stuff. Then all of a sudden, you, you might hear from him. This little things you can feel his sensitiveness. You can feel his, you can feel his, uh, his sense of humor. You know, he, he's got all the same stuff that we have going on in front of us. We, he created us in his image. And so all of a sudden, you're starting to sense who he is and how he feels about things, you know, when you praise him. Because he inhabits, the Holy Spirit inhabits the praise of his people. And... The joy of the Lord is my strength, right? And when he inhabits the praise of his people, he gives you joy because you're filled with this love, this intense love from the Holy Spirit that creates a certain joy. It's different than any joy, different than Christmas morning as a kid or any other kind of joy. It's the kind that's it's, 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 it's very solid and, and everlasting kind of. That the joy of the Lord is your strength. And how do we love one another? We can't really love one another unless we have the love of God flowing out of us. And the only one way that the Holy Spirit's love is going to flow out of us, and that's to be in Him, yeah. to praise Him, Amen. to be in one with Him's Spirit all the time. Not that His Spirit ever leaves, but He inhabits the praise of His people. He he wants to have communion with us. And, and when we do that, there's a reason he tells us to do that. Not because, shame on you if you don't, because it's, no, trust me, if you do this, you're going to feel good. <laughs> you're not going to need to go through all that other stuff. You're going to feel good, and you'll have the power and the strength, just like I promised, to do everything Amen. that the Word of God says to do. Because you can. 
Because the Holy Spirit gives you that. Because you just simply praised him. You Amen. started off your day with some praise. Amen. <laughs> now I'll tell you what this does say is just as I read this passage of scripture when you allow God to be first God moves and it doesn't have to be a work of men it's a work of the Spirit. Then what else do you see happening? Prayer. And you see that on a core value of ours because the fact is God works through prayer. Uh, we're finishing up our discussion on the circle maker. What is that whole thing about? It's about praying without giving up. It's about praying until God moves. And it's about getting on page with him, not what my wants are, but what his kingdom and what he wants. And then we look at relationships. And as you look at this screen here and you see all of these people, you will notice there's all kinds of different people, different ethnic backgrounds, different social backgrounds, different economic backgrounds, only in the body of Christ. Can every people group, and no matter what you're high or low or wherever, all of them are part of a family when the Spirit of God is there and moving. That's what they talked about, by the way, and I'm not going to get into a big discussion on this, but this passage of Scripture was never meant to teach the theory of communism. It means when the Spirit of God is there, there is absolute unity no matter what, and needs are met, and everybody is happy. It's not to say what everybody ought to do. It says it happened because the Holy Spirit was present and moving. Relationships are important. And only in the body of Christ can everybody come together. And then the last one, because of all this, and you see financial integrity on there, and it's a core value because, guys, it's mentioned in here, not specifically, but the only way that could happen what happened in the, in the New Testament church is because they trusted, because the Holy Spirit was there and they knew they knew what was right and what was wrong. They knew when the Spirit of God spoke to them. And one of the things that we want to have at North Lake Church is financial integrity. We want our finances to be just as much the Lord's as our hearts. Amen? We want all of who we are to be God's. Praise the Lord. So, I hope that you not just take these home and put them up, but you're going to see them all over the church because this is what North Lake Church is about. This is what God has called us to do. It's the vision on how we're going to reach our community, and it is the why of why God has us here. Our purpose is going to drive us, and we're not going to get sidetracked on a lot of other stuff. We're going to be focused. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, we're going to get ready to baptize. Before we do, I want to ask, is there anybody here? You've given your heart to the Lord. 
you've given your heart to the Lord and you want to be baptized. I, I just want to make sure. And then, Christina, I'm going to ask that if you would come with the worship team real quick. I am going to run and get ready, and then uh, we're going to have baptism. Now, uh, 